0: So welcome everyone to Carving a New Path. My name is Andrea Highland. I'm the host of this show. And today, this is the second show in a series of 10 where, yeah, number two in a series of 10 where Karen Porter and I are going to talk about conscious self-evolution and highlight some of the codes in Barbara Marks Hubbard's book from her book, 52 Codes for Conscious Self-Evolution. And if you've never listened to the show, um, first of all, today's show is episode 30, Conscious Self-Evolution, Notice Flashes of Freedom. And I started this podcast during 2020, when actually I was hanging out with Karen and her husband during COVID, and the, the idea came because it just felt like there was so much change that people were going through. And I really felt like guests and conversations could be helpful about how do people carve new paths when something in their life changes. And then uh, all the guests have listened to their inner voice and birthed new ways of being in the world, which you and I have done many times, Karen. And um, and so... Karen and I met back in 1996 when um, I was we were homeschooling our kids and we met, I believe the first time was at one of the co-ops. Um, and maybe you remember it differently or maybe it was at one of the homeschool meetings from kaleidoscope. Um, but that's when I first remember, Meeting, and we have had so many cycles and evolutions of our lives together and separately. So, um, I've been writing a series about conscious self evolution for On Purpose Woman magazine, and so I reached out to Karen to just say, How about if we talk about these things on the podcast and just bring it in? Um, so I want to describe the code and just say a couple of things. Is there something you want to say before I do that? Say hello to everyone. Hi. <laughs> okay. All right, you're good? All Keep right. The ball the Keep going. Keep All ball right, the I'll just, I'll just <laughs> roll the ball a little bit further. All right. So, this, like I said, 52 codes for conscious self evolution. We're focused on code three today. Notice flashes of freedom and keep bringing your attention to them. And something I want to say as I'm reading a little bit of a description is how conscious self evolution sounds like this huge, big concept. And really, a flash of freedom is a moment of insight. And awareness. It is, it could be an aha. It's Mm -hmm. a preview of you coming into a different state of being. So, flashes of freedom are new ideas, awarenesses, missing puzzle pieces, next steps, a vision that shows that something is possible, or at least it's going to be playing with you a little bit like, hmm, this is a possibility. And you have big and little flashes of freedom all the time. Right. And so um, a few words I, I wrote in the article was, have you ever had an insight or an idea in the shower or when driving down the highway or taking a walk? And once you have that flash of freedom, the next step is to bring your attention to it and do something that stokes the fire. You don't, you don't have to sit by the fire and tend to it 24-7. Acknowledge it and remember it. So a flash can be, it's time to leave a job or change something in your business. It can be an aha about something that is no longer working in your family or a close relationship. It can be an idea for how to bring more joy into your business or a sensing that it's time to move. The flash of freedom points you to a change that is coming. The key is to pay attention to them when they come. Turn your attention to it hold it lightly, and see how it unfolds. And just to, like, really bring the simple up here, it can be that you really like eggnog. Your store only carries it during the holidays, and Mm -hmm. no eggnog. At and this store. year,
1: Starbucks didn't even do an eggnog drink.
0: I know, I know. So, so yeah. So I know that Karen really loves eggnog. So I that that's probably why this idea. But you know, you could be in the shower and all of a sudden think, oh, I didn't go to this other store, and maybe they have it, and that can be as simple as a flash of freedom in the moment, even though there are other bigger things, or actually that may be the big thing, but um, you know, there's different ways. Yeah. Yeah. So I, let's just talk about it. Do you have, okay. what do you want to share? What's been coming up for you about this, this code? Oh, wait, you're, you're muted.
1: Bad people are trying to call me. These scam likelies
0: keep oh. popping up. And keep no, no, no. That is not the flash of freedom we want. <laughs> that is not a flash of freedom. Scam calls.
1: Yeah. And the, the whole um the flash of freedom phrase just threw me. Um uh-huh. and it's like, I don't feel free. Um, you know, I I definitely have had uh a deep uh, respect and knowing for my recognition um, and my insight and my uh, intuition throughout my life.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, you know, I, I think that probably before um, uh, uh, being aware of uh, co-creation and conscious evolution, that the concept of synchronicities mm-hmm. uh, r- really got rooted And, um, so yes, that, that, that's totally there and Mm -hmm. present and, you know, if you've witnessed, um, many of mine, Mm -hmm. you know, my, uh, get in the car, Andrea. right? (laughs) Yes. And, uh, yeah. Oh, and then I, I thought the, um, when you first started healing my voice, um, I said, let's do a fundraiser. And it. I got, you know, I threw it together in like a week and um, we raised what, your operating
0: expenses for a year. Right, right. Um, And And it was at the time when people said, this is too sudden, we can't put this together. But you knew I was going to, I was living in California at the time and I flew back to Maryland where we had a, a large community of people right, right, right. who we'd known for a while and someone else i think that um well i know it was beth Dello who found a place for us to um to have it at a church right something church
1: basement right. right
0: church basement and but the there were people said oh come on let's like come back in six months and let's do this. But you could feel that the energy was moving. There was something right. and I was flying in and it was starting. And you, you knew that this mm-hmm. was like mm-hmm. the thing to do. So you got the flash of freedom right. at That w- there can be this, um, fundraiser, right. you know, and everything coming together. So I don't know if you want to say more about that. That's well, yeah, and it, that's exactly it's just that I uh, you know, there are times when
1: it's like, you know, I don't know why everybody else is trying to run on my parade, but this, <laughs> this is definitely gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Um you know, it was like the the sequence of events that happened at the evolutionary women um gathering. And yeah. People pointing out, you know, what you do here is so extraordinary. And I thought, like, this is just daily run-of-the-mill stuff.
0: This hey, is how I live. Hey.
1: And in the shower, it's like that. I got the download of, uh, you know, uh, Guide to Life, you know, Evolutionary mm-hmm. Woman's Guide to Life. Yep. Um, at first I thought, oh, is it a homeschooling mom's guide to life? And then it's an Evolutionary Woman's Guide to Life. And then I stood up in the group and shared that. And then, you know, Christine Closer stood up in the row in front of me and said, I'm a publisher and I'll publish that book. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it in the, oh, the, the first trip that we took for um, Orphanage Relief and um, that we teamed up with uh, Mrs. Santa group, mm-hmm. Children in Common and Mrs. Santa teamed up. And we were going to visit 12 orphanages. And so I um got the idea that we'll, you know, do ornaments. And you know, for a donation, I, I send you an ornament. And uh, you know, so a woman designed them and we all sat down and painted them, and mine were kind of like really pissy looking <laughs>
0: <laughs> and angry,
1: angry little women. <laughs> They went out and, you know, everybody said, this is stupid. This is crazy. Nobody's going to like pay money for those things. I said, they're not paying for those. They're just, they're, they're paying to support the orphans. Mm -hmm. And um, I was confident that I would raise $12,000, $1,000 for each orphanage.
0: And Mm -hmm. we we went over.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But I just knew it
0: well, and it and it feels like those moments of a flash, when you pay attention to it, when you stoke the fires, then the the next steps start to appear, right. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I feel like that's what um in the article that I wrote for on Purpose Woman, it was I just talked about uh having been sick for a couple of years and being in the hospital Mm -hmm. and having an epiphany after like 24 hours of crying. And I mean, that was like a cathartic release of I was going to get well and I was going to homeschool my kids. And people looked at me like I was crazy because I'd been sick for so long.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And, And it's not like all of a sudden, boom, I'm well, I'm uh homeschooling my kids it was these incremental things that happened and it's the same thing with your connection with the orphanages mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. like you already like each step of the way there of even having the opportunity to be one of the first or the first to go to russia to adopt children right there was the flash but there were the there were all these other steps that happen and for some things it comes together um quickly and mm-hmm. other things it's like okay then we need to fill out this paperwork we need to and, and at each point there might be a crossroads there might be a roadblock or hurdle or something but when you have that flash of freedom, there's such a powerful knowing, like you right. just about the ornaments and that you just, you knew, it's like you received the insight, you received the download about that. And then it's about showing up. And I I also believe, and let me know how you feel about this, that there are times where you might come across a roadblock and it's like you have to make a, a recommitment or take a pause check within whatever that is even if it's a split second of wait do i still feel that knowing is that the the thing so i don't know what are what are some thoughts that you have about that um yeah i think it's it's
1: kind of natural to doubt and second guess um, I you know, but I tend to be like a dog with a bone. <laughs> if, if I if it came to me, I'm not letting it go. Mm-hmm. hmm So that not not so much there, but it's just like okay, well, you know that that way is not going to happen. So let's find <laughs> a way that
0: right. Well, yeah. and maybe that's the that's the thing to just share with the listeners is that. It's not necessarily point A to point B. it's it's oh, actually okay, I'm going in this direction. Oh, wait, this this part's blocked, but you've got the you've got the bone. You're not gonna let it go so you just are aware that you're going to have another insight of which way to go. And maybe it comes like that. And maybe it's you need a good night's sleep or you need to get in the shower or have a conversation with someone, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. those those doors. Um, but to me, what's really powerful about the flash of freedom and conscious self-evolution is that it's about being in the present moment and being conscious about it, like raising your consciousness. Because here's the thing, you could have that idea and then just not follow through on it right you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. and for whatever reason you don't feel like doing it <laughs> you know like i mean or um like you said the the part about when he'll my voice was starting and you're like get in the car i've got a starbucks coffee for you get in the car as cuz i'd had a conversation with someone who was saying some things that just brought up a lot of upset to me about it, you know, whatever. I I think she said I was using women, which it was ridiculous because I was charging so little money and it was just whatever. There was just a dynamic. And I Mm -hmm. was so blown away by the conversation that I thought maybe this isn't the thing to do. And so it's also good to have other um companions along the way who are believing in the the mission that you have right 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 yeah So flashes of freedom yeah and you know and I was and also you brought up the um conscious choices, an evolutionary woman's guide to life that's funny because I found a couple in my storage unit when I was cleaning. Cleaning some, I was like, oh, I thought they were all gone, but no, there's more here. There's more. There's always more. There's always more. There's always more. Um, And, you know, when Karen stood up and said, we should put a book together, Evolutionary Woman's Guide to Life, I had a physical reaction to it. It was like, It's like one of those things at the carnival where you take the hammer and you hit the bell or you hit the hit the thing and the bell goes all the way and go ding 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 ding. You know, something in me just went like and I was like, Oh yeah, I want to be a part of that. I want to be a part of that group. I want to write a story. And then Uh over time, each of us found our role in in that, you know, that Mm -hmm. there were a group of us who either led a weekly phone call, answered questions, held space, uh read stories, did the editing, collated mm-hmm. the book. It was like each of us were were um yeah, bringing something to that project. So sometimes your flash of freedom is about connecting with other people. That this is a new idea. This is an awareness, which might not seem like a big thing now, but this was in 2008. So um, in a large group of women, I don't know that anyone had written, I don't know, maybe someone had written a book at that point, but it was, it was a new idea for many mm-hmm. of us to do that. Um, and so little by little, those other pieces come together right yeah what else comes to you with a flash of freedom
1: um basically like every big decision you know the homeschooling the boys um just seeing that uh if they went into that system they were going to be labeled their self-esteem would be destroyed Mm -hmm. um and they just needed time you know Mm -hmm. to play and develop and uh you know so that got proved out um moving um Kind of being done with the caretaking in my family and um, the you know early death of my sister-in-law and David saying, you know, if we can afford to retire early, I want to do that. And I said, well, if you're going to retire, do you want to go to Seattle so you have time with your folks?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then things, you know, and I basically, <laughs> within a couple of days, I was on a plane coming to look at houses. Hmm. hmm um, and uh yeah so you know that all unfolded um you know it took a couple trips but you know we found a house and uh you know went prepare for the move and um <laughs> kind of getting ready to do that again um you know david's dad passed in july and his mom's kind of really failing right now Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. we aren't going to be in seattle forever Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) we had friends who went into this old folks home uh that's a continuous care facility that's a really nice facility back in maryland and david said you know the boys are never going to come out to Seattle. And if we mm-hmm. hope to see them in our dotage, we will probably have to relocate. Mm-hmm. And so we put our names on the list and plop down our deposit and keep thinking, Oh yeah, 10 years down the line, 10 years down the line. <laughs> and now and now he's saying, uh, you know, we just had that, you know, with mom kind of uh, petering off. Um, we just had that discussion you know, it's like, uh, yeah, I, it's been really hard for her moving into the home at such an advanced kind of stage of her memory loss mm-hmm. and her memory issues. And she hasn't been able to make friends. And um, if she had done the move like, you know, several years ago, mm-hmm. she'd have a she'd have a community there. Sure. Yeah. And so, you know. He said, you know, I'm thinking like 75, 80. And I'm thinking, oh, God, 75. <laughs> I said, David, that's like just seven years out. That's <laughs> that's like really soon. So I'm thinking, oh, God, I have to start getting ready for the move.
0: Um, <laughs> time to downsize again, huh?
1: T- time to downsize again. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, it's it, it's a I think it's a continuous process. That's kind of a recognition of the co-creation mm-hmm. process. Uh huh. Um, that you know we're yeah this is where we're we're headed and this is what the the life we're making. And yeah, you know, there's there's glitches along the way, but generally, you know, this is what the next X number of years is going to be leading to. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I definitely think that I see the stepping into the the unified field of it mm-hmm. that um you know, like, there there are lots of wormholes yep, you can go yep. down. Mm-hmm. um and it's uh you know just like it kind of really doesn't matter which wormhole you choose you're going to get to the right point <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. just feeling so eloquent today <laughs> well, matter which wormhole there's multiple multiple paths and all. Well, and I, and I want to say again that whenever there's this conversation about conscious self-evolution, some of us go, ooh, that sounds exciting. Like, what is that? I want to know more about that. And other people go, oh, that's way too big. That's just too big of a concept or an idea, or I, I just need to live my life. And I was thinking- but that's what it is. That's what yeah. it is. It's just- living your life yes and being part of the co-creation i also feel like focusing on conscious self-evolution takes you out of victimhood yes and thinking that these things just happen to you why did these things have to happen to you it's like part of the process is it's it's deaths and births. It's letting go of things. It's creating new things. It's closing some doors. It's opening other doors. And when you can be, um, I was talking with someone about manifestation. When you can be a co-creator in the manifestation, you can start to get these flashes of freedom that give you clues about what door is opening. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about how, um, so I live a house-free lifestyle, digital nomad here that in case people are new to the show and have never heard me talk about that, I thought I was going, that was a flash that I thought was going to be a year. And it's been nine years, I think. Uh, It'll be 10 in June if I continue this, this way. And I have a drawer at Karen's house and a a small suitcase there in the corner. So in some ways I do have homes all over the place. Um, And one of my daughters bought a house a few years ago with her husband and they have now designated a room in the house for me. So it's a little bit of a different type of living house free, but in California, when I moved out here with my youngest daughter, we got a 10 by 10 storage unit. And since 2012, I have down continued to downsize that. That's all that was left out of an 11-room house that I owned was 10 by 10, one room's worth of stuff. And little by little, we've either used things that were in the storage unit and they And then get gotten rid of them, or they were disposable things, you know. Um, and I have been feeling for the past five years that I just wish that I could have a space in California, like rent an apartment for just six months to take everything out of storage and touch everything, go through it, make decisions. Um, like I have. I've gotten rid, I got rid of all of my furniture, but I have a cobbler's bench that my great grandfather made. And so Mm. we have some things in there that you might feel like if you had a house, you would put it in the attic. So this small storage unit. And I've been, so every time I come here, I go through some more things and I have been wanting this space. So I've been holding this vision of, I just want to be able to go through everything. Well, when I came here, all of a sudden, the idea popped in my head in November, it was a flash of freedom, was move the storage unit, like just move everything. And it was two reasons. One, they had kept raising the price to the point where it was just like, this is ridiculous, this price. And I found something that was half the cost. So it was like, same size, half the cost. And it's closer to where my daughter lives right now. So, um a friend loaned me the car, their car, and I went over, I checked on the storage unit, looked through things, and I ended up I found this, you know, I found the storage unit and then I ended up um moving just saying, "Oh, I'll move some stuff. I'll have these two storage units this month and maybe I can in 3 months move everything over." Well, do you know I moved it, it took me 3 days, 9 um, loads. It was a small car, nine loads, and I moved everything in. And as soon as I got everything, the last box in there, and then I closed the other storage unit, which was in a matter of days, I was like, wow, this feels like home. Like this new space is exactly what I was looking for. It's in within walking distance of the Airbnb, I'm here for four months. I've been going over there to just go through a little bit, touch stuff, enjoy it while I'm here, some stuff I've given away. And it feels like the thing I've been holding a vision for, it just came in a different form. But it happened in a flash of freedom with an idea, and it happened very quickly. And so- Sometimes we hold the vision and it takes years or we get an idea and we start building something and it takes years. And other times that flash of freedom is like, okay, ready, set, go. And it's like, oh, it's here. Boom, Mm -hmm. boom, boom. All the resources lined up, all the, everything lined up for it. So I, I want to like bring it down to that level that some of the things Karen and I talk about are like big projects that we did. And they, I mean, you know, painting ornaments might not sound like a big project, but getting that organized (laughs) and then raising the money and then all the suitcases of supplies that you packed to then go to the orphanages. It's, you know, that's, that's huge. That's more than, moving a small storage unit in three days Um, and both have value because Mm -hmm. it's the practice of the, Oh, I got the flash of freedom, everything Mm -hmm. lined up. I've now moved this and I've closed out an old space and I've got Mm -hmm. a fresh new start that actually builds the, the, um, like inner muscle, your intuition, it builds this system in your body
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that
0: then has room to bring you other flashes of freedom. Mm-hmm, so we're having mm-hmm, them all the time. Little flashes, big flashes. Some take long time. Some take longer time, so. Right.
1: Just yesterday, we met um, down... Uh, had lunch with uh, my mother-in-law. So it was David and me and David's sister, Nairi, and mom. And, uh, you know, it was like herding cats. So Mm -hmm. I just sat in the puzzle room knitting Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, they were off trying to find mom. And (laughs) one of the residents you know, took her walker and came into the puzzle room and said, Oh, you have to know, what are you doing? What are you making? And I said, Oh, and then I pulled out the um, diagram for what it's going to be, and uh, oh, isn't that adorable? Blah blah blah. And, what do What do you like to knit? And so I said, basically, I just knit for charity, you know. And I told her about the International Rescue Committee and the group that does the rugs, so that every time a refugee family is settled into an apartment, one of our rugs is there. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the things that I do, like I do a lot of hats for our arts Guild, and then what's not sold goes to um bags that they do for cancer patients Mm
0: -hmm. so they
1: could they can have handmade gifts to give to their family and um so then she said oh i have uh this cotton i can't crochet anymore and and her her hand was all kind of knotted up she said i I love to crochet and i just took it with me because i wasn't ready to donate it and I have all this cotton yarn, and is that something you could use? I said, yeah, sure, Mm -hmm. and so she brought down two big bins of (laughs) stuff to the dining room, and then, you know, one of it was all the cotton yarn, I said, oh, yeah, that's great, you know, because I I can incorporate that into the rugs, and then she had this other, um, like, uh, almost finished uh, blanket afghan that was crocheted, really nice pattern, and, you know, the, the yarn there to finish it up. And I said, yeah, you, if that were knitted, I'd take it in a minute. It's crocheted, find a crocheter to finish it up. They'll love it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just the, you know, I didn't go down there to have lunch with my mother-in-law thinking I would get some s- s- goodies to add to my stash, you know? Right.
0: Right. Yeah. You know,
1: you know. and in the scheme of things, that's not, you know, but it was like the connection of, traditions and, and, you know, uh, hand workers talking and, you know, kind of passing on energetically, you know, things and, you know, and, you know, it it, it happens all the time. Mm-hmm. You well, know, the, if, if anybody wants to, synchronicity, I love, uh, I really learned about it in the artist's way. She, <laughs> Julia Cameron writes a lot about synchronicity. So if you're interested in that, I would search out a copy of The Artist's Way, get it from the library or whatever. And uh, it's a Jungian um, precept that uh, they're, you know, coincidence? Probably not. But maybe, you know, we put something energetically out and what we attract um, will... We'll, cure or solve or enhance, um, you know, what, what it is we need. Um,
0: Yeah. yeah. And I think it's also like when you get, if you get a flash to go to the grocery store and you end up having a conversation with someone in the store, who's checking your groceries Mm -hmm. and then you, you walk away with this feeling of you've just had a connection with someone right, and right, right. what that does to your physical body and so these flashes of freedom although we're we're talking about big things that can happen it's it's the listening and following through so that that synchronistic moment that connection happens and if you don't follow it the world's not going to fall apart it's just um, I think actually part of the practice is listening and following through, even if something doesn't happen, because what you're doing is you're giving your intuition a message that you're listening, right? That you're paying attention and mm-hmm. please bring more, you know? Yeah. Yes.
1: More, please. Yes. More, more please. please.
0: Yes, <laughs> More, please. Oh, I just finished reading, uh, Amy Poehler wrote a, a book about 10 years ago. And I just found it in a little free library. Um And it's called Yes, Please. So mm-hmm. I like that, uh, that message, sending that out to the universe. Mm-hmm. So anything else before we close? No, I think I'm good. Okay. Well, thanks, everyone for listening. These are musings that we're doing and partly because Karen and I have been really passionate about the work of Barbara Marks Hubbard and passionate about mm-hmm. consciously evolving and it's certainly a place where you have look there's a lot going on this year you don't have control over a lot of what is going on but you do have a, a you do have control over being present and paying attention Right. And then right. listening and then taking inspired action from that mm-hmm. listening. And so those are, that's the thing to cultivate in yourself this year is mm-hmm. um, yeah. Conscious evolution. Yeah.
1: Um, it's taking responsibility for your piece of
0: it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And that, Hey, we all want some control over something and mm-hmm. That's part of making choices um, and all of that. So next month, Karen and I will be back and we're going to talk about code six, which is choose ideas which activate more of your life purpose, creativity, joy, and lovingness of others. So stay tuned. Or, Isn't or it all
1: can... about me all the time? Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, you're not no. living in a cave all by yourself. So, yes, it's about you and others. Okay. <laughs> and sometimes right. it's about you and sometimes it's just about others. So, <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah. And uh, just to let everyone know, also, you can look in the show page description. And there's a link to my blog where I wrote, I have posted the article that I wrote for On Purpose Woman about... Um, noticing flashes of freedom, and keep bringing your attention to them. Yes. Right. Right. All right, Pretty Karen. Thanks. Thanks for the conversation. You're and Love it. See you all soon. Bye-bye. Bye
1: bye. Bye.